The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. We used to be ordinary people with ordinary lives. Trained in secret. Only to be activated if the worst happened. Seven months ago, that day came. Salutations, fun seekers. This is What's the Fun in That? The podcast where we talk about our passion for games and we try to discuss the innovation and fun in them. I'm your host, Quincy. Gamer tagging it as Captain Vice. You can catch me out here in these gaming streets and social media. We have various ways to interact with the show. What's the fun in that is on Twitter at WTFIT9. You can also email the show, gamingvice at gmail.com. If you want to hear yourself on the show, What's the fun in that has an official hotline. Keep it within two minutes or the voicemail will cut you off. And again, to hear your own hot takes on the show. The number is 979-221-6149. We're going to start to do things a little bit different, change it up a little bit here at What's the Fun in That? We're going to try to bring you more in-depth breakdowns, more stories, more fun, more specialized coverage of the things that you want to hear and the things that you care about. So we're going to bring you episodes at a slower pace, but we're going to try to up the production, the research, and the quality. And starting with today, we have a very special roundtable discussion for you. We're going to be discussing looter shooters, shell world shooters, whatever you want to call them. Games where you shoot stuff and guns and fun loot. We are the division. And history will remember us. Times may be dark, but we are Earth's greatest hope. Look around. What is up, my bandit legion? Queen Tyreen coming at you live with my brother Troy. We're streaming, you're screaming, and we're all ready to open the great vaults. You are the chosen few. You're a bunch of dirty misfits, but you're all that's left, so you'll have to do. Our home was attacked. I was saved, fought against the endless onslaught. And if there's any vault hunters watching, don't expect mercy. I'm not that kind of guy. Despite the sacrifice of many brave guardians, we lost everything. The tower, the city, our home. So. Apocalypse party! We blowing up his home of the Hummer! Let's do this shit! I know you look to me in times of peril, but this is not my battle alone. Which means rely on each other. Unleash your power. It is time to avenge this injustice, for that is the duty of all guardians. Worst case scenario, you die. But who knows? Maybe you won't. So I ask you, who will stand with me? Yeah! Oh, really, guys? That, that was inspiring. Also, there will be a ton of loot! And today I am joined by two of my favorite guests. Uh, we have a returning guest on. I want to bring on Blurred Box. Go ahead and say what's up. Hey, how y'all doing? Blurred Box again. Back at it with Cap once again. Uh, yeah. You can find me on IG and Twitter at BL3RDBOX. 
All right, cool, cool. And I have a first-time guest on that I've been waiting to have on. Been waiting on a special time to get him on. Ryder Cat, go ahead and say what's up. Oh man. Hey, this is Ryder Cat. What's up? You can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. It's R O D D Y K A T all over the place. Hey, yeah. And today we have a very special episode. Today we are going to be talking about looter shooters, the very popular genre that seems to be growing. These MMO like games uh, seem to be just popping up like roaches. You just can't get rid of them. And... <laughs> roaches. Well, you know, hey, those battle royals gotta gotta die out sometimes. So, oh my gosh, I hope that happens. Uh-uh. <laughs> Look, there was just there was just an article about a um uh um Forza Horizon is getting a battle royal mode. Oh yeah, as we, I can't wait to play that though. That seems just fun. that's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> and have you seen a uh, Spell Force? I've I've heard about it. I haven't uh, haven't checked it out yet though. Low key, yeah, it's like, uh, I've been looking it, at the gameplay for that cap, and it, it looks, looks dope. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. we're going to get to those another time. Right now, we're here to talk about what I want to call the Big Five. We're going to talk about Borderlands 3, the original looter shooter, if you may. We're also going to talk about Destiny, the current big dog on the scene. Also, The Division 2, um, the popular third-person shooter from Activision. And then... Um, we have an old Star Wars for the genre one that started out a little bit slow and is currently just doing some amazing things. We're going to talk about Warframe, and then we're going to talk about the youngest game on the block, and that's Anthem. And so, we are going to start with um, talking about the world lore and the story of these games. And so, first, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Borderlands. So hold on, before we get into anything, you, I, I, I just want to do this for for your the, for for your uh, for your people out there because I know there's gonna be some people out there who'll be like, what? How you gonna go Destiny the big dog over Division Two or Warframe? Because you know there's some real, real um, I won't say hard headed, but uh, real hardcore uh, lovers of both Division, the both of the Division and uh, Warframe. But you know, so just to stave off those people, look, chill. <laughs> and, well, those like, and this is not in terms of quality. I'm just going about steam numbers right now. Oh, I know, I know, but but I'm just saying, people, you know, people be wild out there, you yeah, know. I know. And today we was getting into it with uh, Division Two people because uh, the new updates coming soon. And oh, exactly. oh yeah, uh, the Geek Squad, the, the the math calculators, we're getting ready because we need that plus three additional crit chance. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know them plant them class <laughs> folks be wilding especially hard. <laughs> them clans folks. And so, uh, like with Borderlands, like um, so just going into the world lore and story, and we want to try to break down like the difference between the two, what we enjoy about the the uh, that segment of the game. And so, um, like, uh, do either one of you have the the experience in the Borderlands story that you want to talk about the world lore and story? Sure, uh, I can. I can give you some. Like, so Borderlands from back in what was it, two thousand twelve? I want to say it was when the first one came out. You know, you was on this world called Pandora. You, uh, you were basically a vault hunter. You know, for anybody who don't know, if you don't know, I don't know where y'all been, but um, you was a vault hunter, and there's some stuff going on on this world called Pandora, and you're after this mystical treasure called the Vault. Uh, and uh, you're shooting through a whole bunch of enemies and getting loot at the same time, a la Diablo-esque uh, stylings. So 
cut to two more later where they have made a few changes here and there and the tone and the humor has um some would say escalated maybe not progressed but escalated somewhat <laughs> uh but to borderlands 3 the current one where not only are you it's weird because actually borderlands 3 has slightly gone the way of destiny uh in a sense because the campaign had you going um, a la Destiny, a la, you know, say, Outer Worlds, I guess, uh, in the same breath, going to different worlds and doing missions there in, in surface of um, finding other vaults and, and helping other people and getting into other side businesses uh, and getting a whole bunch of loot in the process. Okay, and does the story take um, any, like, major precedent in the Borderlands, or is it still, like... So, uh, so I, I would say uh, Borderlands 3 for me <clears throat> coming, I played 1 and I played 2. I didn't revisit 2 uh, prior to playing 3. So right. I was really taken aback at um, some changes in the story. Number one, like how Roddy Cat said, I thought it was crazy lore-wise how they made it that you were traversing all of these planets and it became somewhat of an expedition, which previously in the other games that wasn't a thing it was hey there's a vault here we need to race everybody to this vault mm-hmm. uh, we're working with these corporations so there was lore but it wasn't as um fleshed out i, I want to say as fleshed out or as immersive as three was mm-hmm. uh and then you factor in on top of that me personally i don't ever remember sirens Sirens are always a big deal in the games, but sirens in this one were huge. They seem um, to put sirens kind of up front with uh, with two, especially. But yeah, definitely right. two and three. They've they've upped up but, this. But, but I think sirens end up being like the favorite class for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. But you never saw. To me, you never saw sirens. I mean, like like Roddy Cat said, sirens were in the front, but you never saw sirens. It, I don't want to ruin the game. I don't want to ruin the game for anyone that hasn't played it. But the final cutscene in the game, uh, and the main protagonist in the game, or well, the main antagonist and protagonist in the game are all sirens. Which and they say that, that yeah, you find that out fairly not too far in the game. So that's not right. too big of a spoiler. And I think it's even been in trailers. So Right. So it's it's a very dynamic lore sense, right? Especially when you start to think about how they talk about how many exist in a universe at one time. And then mm-hmm. you think about how many you see in this game. That just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, there's this this galaxy is infinite, but you have all of these sirens operating in this one location. Why is that? And then you ultimately find out, you know, what's going on. I, I thought the lore was good. Right, okay. but at the same time, it's kind of, but it's also at that same sense, it goes it has an MMO type quality to it. Also, you might say kind of like the destiny uh and i don't want to draw draw the comparisons too close because you know obviously borderlands came well come yeah, i guess it did came before the first i can't remember now i think about it but yeah no borderlands um, came out in 09 the original one did was it on nine? okay i was thinking oh 12 yeah. but yeah you're wow. right you're right yeah, yeah. so like borderlands how is not... the story presented is it just all like uh cut scenes and as you're driving there someone's talking to you um, there, there's a dynamic narrative, and then there's there's I, I, I would say story driven narrative, but it's a yeah, very quest givers, right? It's a very open world. I don't want to say patchy narrative, but it's there's choke points, right? Like, hey, you can do all of these other things, but to push narrative, you have to cue this quest, right. and there are cinematic scenes as well. 
Okay. So a la, a la MMOs type, type situation, basically. Correct. Okay, yeah. I don't... Mm, like, I'm trying to think of which one of the big five really pushes the uh, story... Like, storytelling he- heavy or different. Um, I, honestly, it, me personally, right? Roddy might feel different. You might feel different. But my experience, when Destiny 2 originally launched, when they did that new story campaign, I was like, man, this is crazy. This was legit, yeah. like straight cinematic story you had a mission cinematic story mission cinematic story to the point that the some of the guys that i played were, were like okay this is cool but we ready to get to this meat and potatoes man we trying yeah. to go to end game like calm well down. So, yeah exactly and most of the people coming into destiny 2 is like all right we had already been here even though despite the right. fact they really bumped up the story element of it like we've already been here we just trying to get the end game go and they did that but at the same time the story in itself is actually pretty good yeah, oh, man, so, the story was awesome. Yeah, and so one of the things about like, and we're transitioning Destiny two, but one of the things that I found interesting was like, well, it, well, it start, it doesn't start off slow, but it has portions like, why am I walking? Let's get this moving forward. Let's get this a little bit pacing more so I can get to, um, like, the actual story, not story elements, but it's like, but it's yo, better than the first one was. That's true. I, I think, I think. And me and my friend uh, Celeste have this conversation all the time about uh, narrative points in game, uh, unofficial narrative points. And I think the scene, I don't know if you're referring to the scene, but I, I, I was thinking this when you originally show up to the tower and it gets blown up and you have to crawl or walk through because your lights all messed up. And I'm like, man, I just want to get there. I just mm-hmm. want to get to where I have to go. But in that moment, you're being forced to appreciate the untold narrative. They want you to understand it hey, I'm a guardian that is not invincible anymore. I have to hide. My my fortress has been, you know, destroyed. Like, I think there's some narrative in that, you know. Right. This scene is messed up. We're not sure how we're going to come back from this, but we have right. to still keep going. This is almost, some would say, Empire Strikes Back. This is the middle chapter. <laughs> right. But, but even to push it a point further, to make another comp- comparison to another looter shooter, you had anthem where when you were in Fort Tarsus, you was walking slow as I don't know what, and you yeah. couldn't go nowhere. And, and even was no, there was no reason for that. Exactly, like even the button that's supposed to make you go a little bit faster just makes you get an, an inch <laughs> faster. I'm just like, okay. Right. Yeah, and so uh, let's pivot back to Devity really fast before we move on to another one. And so, like, um, as for characters and delivery of the story, like we all get on Destiny's like. Um, I'm still upset they killed Cade. I'm like, oh my gosh, bro! I, it almost it almost took me out the game, man. <laughs> because I main Hunter. And, no, talk uh, to him. Well, I'm sorry, talk bro. I'm sorry. No, don't do that, Captain. I'm sorry for you. I mean, look, 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 Warlock for life. That's all I got to say. Oh, my God. We got to lock amongst us, Cap. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. You know. I'm just saying, we get things done. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Icor is still here. That's true. Icor is raw. <laughs> But see, and but that bring, but that actually brings me to the point. The you know the re- I this is an assumption, but the reason why I why they killed I didn't do it, but why they killed Kate because 
let's face it, he was the most likable one. He was the one with the most personality. Like you kill Zavala's, like oh okay, or you I, oh, you kill uh, Ikora, like I yeah, you might get a little bit more that, out of that, but but uh, that's not for right now. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, like I said, that's that is that is an assumption. We don't know. We don't you know. We don't. That is an assumption. Nah, I mean, um, Zavala and old girl are kind of not like Kate. Well, that's but that's my point. That's that's my point. Like everybody, like I, I don't know too many people who didn't like Cade, and or even who's behind who, who was voicing about. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, people just grabbed him because he had the personality. So who yep. are you going to kill to get most of the re- resonance out of it? Cade, right? Uh, Again, it's you so- know. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, finish off Anthem, talk about the story. And so, uh, I'm currently in the middle of the campaign. I was trying to push through, but uh, Anthem didn't want me to be great. But... Um, <laughs> well, we, we had to get on that one day, because uh, yeah, I can probably help you out. I got a, I got a character at the end of the uh, end of the story. Okay, and so I got to the part where you get to... Um, in it, Anthem is a Bioware game, and so it tries to do some um, cool things with the story. It tries that... Um, um, I think it was Mass Effect 2 where Bioware really went with the uh, Marvel style characters where everyone is kind of quirky, their snappy comebacks and everything. Mm-hmm. And it really translates to Anthem because I'm like, wow, these facial animations are pretty good. You have this one guy that's like Mouse from um, The Matrix. And so everyone's a little cool character and like I'm kind of enjoying the character. I'm not really enjoying the story because like they tell all the they tell you the cool stuff, but you don't get to participate in the cool stuff. And it's right. not tied together very well, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, like, it's very like, disconjointed. It's not very fluid. Unlike Mass Effect, right? right. And so, like, so, so here's so, so before we go any further with that, like, so Mass Effect, like they started going with two, the whole kind of let's get a little more shootery because you know people might not be digging our storytelling style that well. But going in from two to three and getting even more and more shootery kind of progressed them into doing this. And, you know, the say what you will about the flack about four, which it, you know, may or may not, may or may not be due. All of that kind of, you know, folds into this. Like they want to, they wanted to still not compromise their story stuff, but they kind of did. Um, because they basically went back to, hey, everything's in the codec, which not everybody's going to be digging that. And so we're going to talk about this later when we get down to um, other parts of Anthem. But everything that I've read about Bioware and their mm-hmm. most recent output basically boils down to their Frostbite engine, which is the gameplay engine. Uh, they basically had trouble with that engine. So that has affected Dragon Age, that affected Mass Effect Andromeda, and that affected mm-hmm. this. Right, because so... they used to try to use Crossbike for pretty much everything, like uh, like Battlefield, I think, or whatever. Yeah. It's like they're it, using it for every other thing they're using it for is is on the engine, and that's and not... It was designed for Battlefield, and Battlefield is a game with... It's just a straight shooter, and mm-hmm. that's where Mass Effect Andromeda excels. That's where Anthem excels. But there was no animation engine, apparently. There was no... like. He had to design everything outside of shooting from the ground up, and we're gonna talk about the shooting and everything. But as for the story and everything, I got to the twist in Anthem, <laughs> and I hated that guy in the first place. Uh-huh. Did you really? I hated that guy. Yeah. Uh, I, so, so he was kind of yeah. He was kind of a there was like either you were gonna like that guy because he because that's the way he was, or you knew something was gonna happen with that you could do, and you just hate him anyway. 
I wanted to punch okay. him in the face, man. I, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed his character. I thought he was very, um, I don't know. He's just different. He was, he was, he was, he had more character to me than the others. Like, mm, he, sure. Well, they had to develop him um, because of the twist, because that was going to be... Yeah, that's true. I guess you had to feel one way to... to, Yeah, that's true. Which goes back to kind of like, like almost like the Destiny thing. Like, okay, you know the person... Like, out of all of these people with, you know, baseline personalities, the one person whose personality stands out, outside of maybe Halleck and and Faye, you know, um, you knew that was going to be something up with that person. Yeah, and so um, wait, there we go. And so now we are gonna move to we're gonna move try to let's see. We have Warframe. Like, do any of you two have the experience in Warframe? I have no idea what the hell's going on in Warframe because I don't, think well, here's the, I don't even think. Yeah, well, um, there are don't say that too loud because there are people who do. And hey, they, you about to get beat <laughs> up after this. That's what I'm saying. You trying to catch some people? You about to catch something off of that? But every time I have tried to go back to Warframe, now don't get me wrong. Out of all of the out of all of these games that we have on this list, this is probably the one that's probably the most living and most updated. You know, constantly updated one, mm-hmm. which. It's dang to sure it's the biggest. I actually exactly. have the most hours in Warframe compared to these other games. Strange. Weird. Wow. Yeah, yes. because like it's, like it's the world that keep constantly constantly building on, which to its credit is a great thing. But if you're just coming into it, like it could be a little daunting. Like they've got like, hey, you could do the storyline, this and then the other, and you get they've had fishing in here and this big open world area. I call it, I'm starting to call it the wild area now because Pokemon's a thing, but. <laughs> But um, it's like every time you go into it, it's like, you know, and then you got, you know, on addition to that, all the, the armors you can craft and the guns and the weapons and all that kind of all this other stuff that you have to deal with. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. And so one of the things about um, um, Warframe is that it takes a lot of um, from Diablo and its storytelling nature is taken from that. And I think that is also a hindrance, which is and... weird because I don't see it, but. You know, so my experience with Warframe is, I I would say, I I tried playing it probably about three or four times. I think the flaw for me in the game, not saying that it's bad, but my personal um, experience was that there was so much to do. Just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are gonna get it, into uh, like oh what is gosh. there to do? In I, yeah, it's Warframe. like you can get it, you can try to get into it, but it's very easy to bounce off of the game because lore wise, I, I had no clue what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no, I, unless I, you are I, deep I, in the Tenno lore, you will be lost. And so, oh then we're gonna God. get to the division two. Like, um, how did y'all feel about the story in this game? It's more clans. Come on, man, it's just a division in a new setting yeah. with a new skin. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's call it, let's be real about that. But uh, that's not saying it's not good. The I'm story just saying, basically um, yes. comes out as an NRA ad. It's like when the world fell well, apart. Did well, you I mean, gun? that's the that was that's but that's it. That's Clance one. That's Division <laughs> yeah. two. That Division yeah. excuse me also. So you know, like you playing I mean, a Clance game, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and there's there's nothing new about it. The, the, I'm not gonna say there's nothing new, but the. The difference is, is that they just picked a new location. This story, mm-hmm. from what I understand, parallels what was happening, or is or did it parallel what was happening in Division One? I or think is it's X after, amount of months later. It is mm-hmm. like six. I want to say it's afterwards, but they pick up on some. It picks up picks up on some beats from Division One. Like I think the, the, one of the main guys that, that, that kind of come back in the section to, in here. So and, I wish I had a couple. There's a couple of guys that I know who have done the the end game of this. We could have brought them on, but. In a, 
Well, but, and that's the thing too. For me personally, I can't tell the difference from story wise because right. I, I feel like it's all one thing, and that might be by design, by purpose, you know, because it's it's a virus that took over the world. Right, right. And it's so, definitely on purpose, but at the same time, it, I, I'm with you on it. It's it's just more of the same. Like if you told me this could have been set years later, you you would have I would you I would have told you you were a lie because it seems like it's the same. It like you're, like you're still doing what same stuff because the world and the setting seems like oh DC has aged versus New York, which is like right. it just happened. It in it's a Christmas game on a Division One, and so in a Division Two, it's more spring, it's more lively, grass is now everywhere, and so <clears> it <throat> seems like that the story has progressed. But um, as you said, it's only a couple months afterwards. And so where it tries to tell the story, tries to tell more human stories, it tries to tell stories like with the, um, I don't know what the settlements, that's what they're called. And so it tries to give personality with the settlements and people are trying to, you know, start, start life and, um, move on through this catastrophic event. But, um, I wish they would have developed the characters more. And so it, it comes all shallow and they do the whole Batman uh, Arkham thing where you go and it's holograms and they're telling the story and it, they could they could have did more with that in that um, they could have used it more in like a gameplay context instead of just like okay I'm sitting here watching this and following the holograms and this is what happened previously and so it doesn't really hit but um. Yeah, it 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 had potential, but yeah, they didn't execute on that. I, I feel like there's no lore in the game. Like I'm playing, the lore is that the the virus happened, and I'm part of this secret cell that got activated. That's the. I feel like that's the depth in the lore, and that's it. Well, that, right. That they give it. they give you the beginnings of an action movie, and then say go. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I mean, it was dope when they put out the short films. Right, and right. they do have like there's some stuff that's centered around it. I think, matter of fact, there is even I want to say there's a comic book, but I might be wrong about that part. But there's no, a comic book right. for everything. There is a comic book. Yeah, there's a comic book for everything nowadays, which you know. And so, and like one of the things with the Division One, I think did well was the um, mission storytelling. And so, you're finding out about like the cleaners, you start finding out like their hierarchy and um, the different things. Like, okay, this is why this is their motivation this is why this band of people are grouping together and so you don't really get that from the hyenas or the um what is that book the um, i can't think of any of the faction names but you don't really get that and so i think it was it was a really big waste of potential mm-hmm. and so um with that we're gonna move around we're gonna move to the next um section which we're gonna talk about more of the game field of mission structure and, and the enemy designs in the level and so um like of the vibe, which is you guys' favorite to actually play? Hmm. Oh, I got that. That's easy for me. Oh, <laughs> I was about to. I got to really. I know his. I know his also. Giving away. Look. Oh, that's easy for me. I really. When I say like looter shooters, I've played all of them. But when I started playing D one, I didn't even. I didn't even want to play Destiny. <laughs> and bought this junk to my house and was like, hey, you have to try this. Hmm. His name is Ben. And I said, Ben, I'm not playing any more shooters, bro. I done played them. He's like, no, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be something different. So I played this game before they had any content added to it. And just something about 
Like I like a well thought out grind. I Even like a D1? well thought out progression. Mm. So playing that game, like Destiny does that for me, where I can say, hey, I'm trying to get my power level higher. I can do these weeklies and I'm guaranteed something that will make me a more proficient killing machine. I'm okay with that. Mm. I, I, I love that. Now, me and Cap kind of talked about this a little bit earlier when it comes to missions versus loot rewards. I cannot stand division. Oh, it <laughs> makes me want to it made me want to <laughs> shake somebody. Just, mm. just the the statistical anomalies that you need to get to get God rolls in that game on a piece of gear that suits your purpose. Oh, nope. And the whole bullet sponginess of the enemies can kind of get to you if, if you're not right. you know, in tune with that. Yep. And see, well, so. as for um, the divisions, specifically speaking about shooting enemies, I actually enjoy that process of going through the enemies. Um, I find a tactical level of like what well, um, the purple and the yellow enemies are a bit spongy. I find that um shooting their weak points even though like the cursor is <laughs> large and the weak point is pretty small like actually trying to like the technical gameplay of trying to hit the weak points or using one of your skill abilities to hit the um the weak points actually found that pretty engaging on my end mm. but uh, yeah, at, but at a lot of times it's like hey shoot the person in the head you got it <laughs> <laughs> Where is now? Granted, that's well, not like that's like ninety percent of it. I'm because I know well, there, there are other points in other places. Um, they have that armor system that does right. change it up a bit. Oh yeah, I know. Like I said, I knew I know that, but it's like, but like ninety percent of the time, it's like aim for the head. You got it. You good? I mean, you still gonna you still gonna have to pump a lot of bullets into them, but still. I, I think I think that mechanic where the plate. Um, the enemies having the plate system and you can trigger weak points via disabling the plates like target damage spots I like that that's engaging like how Cap is saying I, I do agree with that but overall like mission structure and you know just gunplay yeah oh, man, Destiny does it for me like so, they're two different types of games once I compare them that way true um, so to go ahead to answer it for myself, and I guess we're we're gonna, especially when we get around the game field, because that's probably gonna be a totally different anim- uh, um, answer. Like Borderlands for me, I love the hell out of some Borderlands. I mean, because I'm a big Diablo nerd anyway, so it's like you give me something where I'm I'm gonna hit something until it dies, and and something pops out of it, you know, some loot pops out of it. I'm pretty much there. I'm good all day. You know, but that being said, though, Destiny. So my coming into Destiny was like, okay, this is Bungie, who you know, Halo. We know that. Yeah. We, so this is going to be more Halo. And you can't say it's it's, yes. it's uh, Bungie. It's, it's Halo in space because it's, it's already there. But it's Bungie doing something different from Halo. I'm like, all right, I'm already on board with that. And then they added the loot element to it. I'm like, all right, let's see what these folks are going to do with that. So and the story ended up being, you know, of D1 low convoluted spots but uh, you cannot deny like especially going through that first the cosmic drone area it's like okay Ooh, I get some yeah. stuff out of this like I'm seeing where they're going for the and it makes you want to go more and see more now granted the grind at a certain point after that got a little whatever but yeah. it was still good like all right just like just like uh blur said it was like you know what I want to get um I want to get my light up I want to get stronger. I want to see what these weapons are, or, or, or about. I want to see what um, what the differences in these joints are, you know, and, and everything attached to it. And it just kept pushing you on, pushing you on, pushing you on. Like, yeah, it was better with friends. And you can say that about D2, but at least D2 is a little bit better about it where you can kind of, uh, if you ain't got some folks, 
you can kind of go at it a little bit better because it's a little bit faster pace. But like, if you got a crew with you and y'all doing your business, and even if y'all like you know similarly level or even not, you know, you're just gonna push them. Everybody's getting their own loot and just having a good old time and, and tripping and the story less of matters but at the same time <laughs> there are some people who are hardcore lord, lord nerds and d1 kind of had it to where they had the codex kind of oh um, separated out which that was a problem for a lot of people and it, i get listen, that it, it started off as a problem for me but then when i understood where i could go to get this information right. the lore was insane in that game i mean mm-hmm. if you just look at some of the videos people put together but Again, it the story being told in the game, oh, hands down, it was it was it was bad. But you had right. to go externally to get it. And it that was that was great when you found it. Exactly. It was like they wanted to let me see look, there it was it felt like they were saying, Let's try to do a little bit what Bioware is doing, but not really. Because with Bioware you're getting stuff while you're going through the story and there's a little bit of it there, and then they still have the codex on top of that. This was like we're gonna just push it on through this, leave all the lore stuff on the outside, and you just go ahead and keep shooting. And hopefully, and if you're interested enough, you just go ahead and get the lore from these outside places. Which some of it was kind of necessary because if you wanted to know what was what in, in in certain parts of the game, you know, and you were kind of confused by that, you had to go hunting outside of the uh, outside, not outside of the game, but sometimes outside of the game for it. So. And so, um, well, one of my favorite games to play for the simple fact that um, this is one of the games that allows you to do like the cool shit is Warframe. As I said, this like this is the one that I got the most time into. Somebody's gonna say Warframe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like being a space they're just badass, like running on walls. Like he, he just got his he just got his cred back with those people he dissed earlier. So that's <laughs> that's what that is. We're like okay, we witching back, we back witching now. In this one, it has like the endless weapon variety. You have like gun blades, you have kunai, you have the shotguns, you have the bows, you have like um just like so many different options. And so actually playing the game, uh, Warframe is like. Um, it's very rewarding in that way and so um, I wish like the um, encounter design was better because as I said like it really resembles Diablo 2 and like um, the difference between shooting enemies and what you're actually doing sometimes they don't really correlate to each other unlike something like Destiny where sometimes shooting enemies is a puzzle it's like okay this enemy has a blue shield I need to equip my blue weapon to take him down with Warframe and the games like that is just like just turn on the gun and get their health down is will always be the most efficient way to um, eliminate the enemy and so with Warframe it's like the running, the sliding the dashing, calling down one of the arc wings and zipping around and so I find that incredibly um, effective and fun and the amount of systems they add on top of it um, from like the melee system to like the different abilities that the characters have, I actually like find playing that really satisfying and yeah, and you you've been a badass space ninja, and it's like, yeah, that game got me going, and I'm like, yo, that is the one that I had the most fun playing. Mm, uh, Some would also say there's a, a slight bit of a Monster Hunter ish vibe to that game, also. I can not, you know, it's just off on the side, but because you obviously you're not hunting monsters, but it, even with the grindiness of it, that's one part of it, and some of the mission structures where you're kind of you're basically grinding through the mission because there's only like probably about 
five or six sets of missions that you you go on and most of them kind of end up either hey go here shoot a lot of things or you know um uh protect this area for you know the, the kind so of situation but, one of the things like as you were saying well warframe is very uh upfront about what it is and mm-hmm. so as for all other three games there's usually only room clearance sometimes the room clearance is a little bit different but every mission is essentially room clearance to progress through the missions warframe actually has like different missions there's like a stealth mission there's like an escort mission um there is um the what is that I don't want to say tower defense, but it's hold this point mission. Right. Or, and so Warframe actually has like different objectives in the maps compared to the other four games, which is essentially just go in, kill every MFN now, and then go to the next one. Yeah. True. True. And which, so, hey, in yeah. itself is can be a, a good thing. You know, depends on what you're coming into a game for. But you know, it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is not very well. And then the last one in which I don't think well it gets enough credit for it because it is actually a fun to play. It is the highlight of the game. It is why you're here and that's Anthem. And so mm. um uh, doing four players in Anthem like the moment when everyone jumps up and blasts off like Iron Man, yo, ain't me the game's gonna be the feeling. That <laughs> yeah. shit is badass, man. So so if you're yeah. talking about game feel, that would be the one I'd be like, that's your joint. Like just like you just oh, said. Yeah, like man. if you got a if you got a crew together and y'all especially mm-hmm. if y'all got like all different classes with Grinch Grant, you only got three, but still, but you have so much uh, versatility in the in how you load out. You know, you could just be doing. All right, you got your tank, you got your DPS, and you got your, you know, you, you got your basic, your wizard, or whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, everybody's kitted out and, and doing their thing, and and it's glorious. It's love. That's what for for game feel and traversal and shooting. I love that game. It it is really good. And one thing, um, and I attribute all of this to the Frost Frostbite engine, but the sound, yo, mm. like the other four games have good sound, but the the uh, uh, yeah. yeah, the feel of the guns is great. The sound of the guns is great. The world is, is good, even though, like, yeah, you're in one big area, but even the, but the world seems lush. You know, even though you you're just basically in one big area, it's still lush. It still seems sort of alive when you get get out there a good bit. Uh, but yeah, with the shooting and everything, it's 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 it's, it's yeah. Great. The the game, I definitely enjoy playing the game. Hands down, it is one of the funner out of out of the five. It's 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 fun to play. That and Destiny are fun for me to play uh, for my particular type of play style. Mm-hmm. Like how you guys are saying about the uh, about having your team together and getting kitted out and like running around like Iron Man. I I love that junk. I was an interceptor all day. So when I would see my boys <laughs> throw that uh, throw that primer on them, I'm running up with the dual blaze, just slashing, <laughs> hitting combos all day. I'm about to die. I don't care because it it just was so fun. The mechanic in the combat system, the way the combat system was designed together, and how you had the primers and the triggers and all that stuff. It just it just worked really well to me. It it was disappointing for the combat to be so engaging and for it to feel so good and the sounds to be good and the fly even the flying in the game. I thought the flying was going to be bad, but the flying was so good. It worked. I mean, granted, the heating mechanic is is a little something that like, didn't you know, even bother but, me honestly. Oh, it didn't bother me that much, but I know people have complained about that. Right, because you could you could get mod you could mod your stuff out to get heat reduction and right. pay attention to fly on the you know over the water but 
it was disappointing for that combat to be so engrossing and engaging and for the game to not like <laughs> not be able to deliver on the back end like right. this was bad for me so i have to i have to stop right here and apologize to all interceptors because i did say three classes earlier when there are indeed four i willingly ignored the interceptors because oh, that was a class gosh. i never played disrespect I'm just saying. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I've I have had my ass saved by some interceptors once or twice, so I respect do. But I've, it was a class I've never really got into. Like I'm more. Um, um, was it the storm? The, yeah, the, the storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah the ranger too. Like like starting off. Starting everybody off, you have to go with the ranger because that's the one you kind of you kind of got to start off with. But the but the storm is kind of a joint. The storm was the one I picked last, and mm. I'm not even gonna lie. Like. I was like, yo, damn, I picked this last? Right. I literally made a, a build called Storm, like Aurora, as in Storm from the X-Men. Because <laughs> black and white suit, you got lightning powers. It's like you, you're basically floating in the air for, for indiscriminate amounts of time. So it was like, floop, I got an Iceman one and a Firestar one. So you can kind of use like, all right, I got my elementals straight. You really just calm down. Uh, the Batman Beyond, the futuristic Batman when Wayne, Bruce Wayne was like super old and then mm-hmm. uh, he had picked like that little kid to, not a little kid, but he was like a dude at Well, it was, a, it was his clone Terry basically McGinnis. with spoilers. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was basically McGinnis. a clone of, of, of him he didn't know about it yeah. until later. So. I, wow, I, I ultimately, Oh yeah, I well at the, end of, at the end of Justice League uh, Unlimited, they, there's a story that, that bears that out. But. Oh, I didn't what? know that either. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. I'm sorry, Dropping spoilers. Knowledge. I'm sorry, yeah. spoilers. Yeah, my oh, bad. No, we but good, I, we good. Yeah, um, epilogue, uh, Justice League Unlimited epilogue. Go check that out. It's a good story. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> epilogue. And so, um, the next part, uh, which are your favorite enemies and uh, bosses in the in the games that you like? Of any other five. Hmm. Um. Now this is uh, where this is going to be bad because I can't remember too many of the 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 anthem ones, but there are some good ones I could probably describe. But I, I don't know their name. The, not the Destiny ones will probably be the ones that are more more memorable by name. Yeah, I, man, I'm, that Taking King raid when you're yes. fighting. Uh, oh, I ain't done the raids. And see, so. I never did any of the raids. I, and yeah, I haven't done any oh raids either. That's that's the fun in the game. That's the meat and taters, man. You gotta get. <laughs> When you fight, uh, but see, I never really played Proto in the beginning. <sighs> even, uh, even there's a fight. Yeah, but fight. even D two, you could do raids. As a matter of fact, I know where your light is now. You could do raid. You're you're pretty much mm-hmm. raid ready. And so I'm yeah. getting ready in D two. I need to get my homeboy up so we can run it together because that's who I largely been playing with. But um, like in the division two, this is one of my favorite moments in the game. It's the character's name is Steve. And so, um, like, you're going through the map and you're getting the, like, little voiceover. And you're like, okay, this, uh, these enemies are cruelly in dysfunction. And so when you finally get to the boss, right, they turn off all the lights and you're all posted up. And then he, like, comes through the roof with the fire. And then it's like, what the hell is just some dude named Steve, oh, man? Thrower, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo. That fight was fun. That fight was fun. <laughs> and so uh, that was like one of the highlights of um, was Division 2 is like the Steve fight and um, the Hammer Brothers y'all know which mission I'm talking about it's like you get to this choke point and it's like right before you get to the boats it's like they send two Hammer Brothers at you and it's like yo 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about when you're like holding the pier or Yes. You yeah, yeah. That mission was really fun. That mod was intense. And so um the Division Two dish uh shocked me in that I enjoyed the mission and um encounter design in it. I didn't think I would, but I surprisingly did. And so um and um what's the name of that? Yeah, Destiny. One of my favorite uh bosses in that game was um what's the homie Jesus, I suck with names. I could tell you like Frodo. Wait, you talking about D one or D two? D two. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the one. Is like um. Yo, I'm completely blanking on the names of these guys. Um. Well, for me, it's the Cabal, which is basically the the, the Jokers who are under Gaul, who comes in and screws messes up everything up, the and also they look like armor. Yeah, they look like armored hamsters. I said from afar. <laughs> he said armored hamsters. Uh, like if you look at them from a certain distance, they they totally do. I wouldn't. Even, I you know what? I couldn't even refute that. I see it in my <laughs> mind. Armor ham- hamsters. I, I could I could get with it. But uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's the it's the cabal and um, some of those jokers they have later on with the shields and it, like even right now with the have the drones around them with the um, with the black armory stuff. <laughs> like those jokers are kind of fun. Is so. Yeah, um, Basically, all this leads up into basically everything um, leading up to the story mission going through. Um, that's all the pregame. And then once with the looter shooters, you get to the end game. This is when most of these games completely flip. You're going to start redoing the same content. You're going to start specializing. You're going to start min-maxing. And so um, for all five games like yeah we're just gonna like throw all five games together and it's like just say what do we like and different things like that but uh like what was your favorite classes and roles in the game or like abilities or anything like that um okay first of all destiny warlock all day period (laughs) i gotta work for my warlocks i gotta work for my locks that's all i mean don't get me wrong i have a hunter and i have a i think i have a titan that i've been meaning to work on but i but it's been warlock since d1 it's gonna be warlock till till, till, till the cops come home respect i understand um so for me out of out of all the games i would definitely i've been a hunter i've main hunter um I, I, in game wise, uh, in D one, I started uh, raiding essentially, like I was saying earlier. There's a part in the game where uh, that you're trying to get to Crota, but you have to hop through these lamps to get to them. Um, and I got in this group with these guys. They're like, "Yeah, we're trying to get this achievement. You can go invisible. What you're gonna do is run from light to light and trigger the cooldowns and stab as you go." Mm-hmm. To keep triggering your invisibility, and I'm like, bro, I cannot do this. We got, <laughs> you know. Well, see, that's but, the other thing about D two. Like D one, D one, D two was like, okay, hey, guess what? You you're going through shooting these jokers, but also it's a platformer. Also, there's yes. stuff mechanics in here. So, <laughs> yes. Like they do, like, there, oh there was, wait. And when you first come across mechanics, yeah. exactly, and we, and especially when you get to the raid, from what I hear, I haven't done one yet. Like all of that stuff, you have to kind of bring all that stuff together. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like they put all yeah. of that in this game, and and most of it works out for the most, from what I've seen from people running the raid. Um, it, you, for me, I would personally say Destiny definitely has a place for end game and their loot cycle. Um, I didn't, I didn't make it that far in Anthem. Borderlands Three for me. Once I kind of 
I didn't really know what to do in their end game. Like I knew I could mid max and just continue to keep going, you know, and I think about Borderlands in regards to like how Diablo is. Um, but right, Diablo they have like seasonal like, events and stuff that, that you can go right. through now, but. And you could run greater rifts, but I, I didn't really know what to do in Borderlands 3, to be honest. It didn't kind of, it didn't guide me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't make it to end game in, in Warframe. Anthem, I played all the way through. I was like, yo, this is going to be it for me. I love mm-hmm. this. I, I can I can get over this story. I love this game. They're talking about events. The difficulty that you had to play Anthem at to get the appropriate rewards was not worth the investment. It, it didn't have the proper return. You didn't get awards to rewards to progress <clears throat> your character on these grandmaster tiers. And then they had some weird like luck stat in the game that they didn't explain that affected how you would get rewards so it just wasn't fun for me and division i played until uh the rated missions came out but they didn't provide matchmaking initially how like how they talked about hey man like this is a known issue in destiny we're working that out you guys don't have to find your own teams you can matchmake into them and I kind of got to that point and kept waiting for that feature because my social group kind of fell apart. So I never got to experience that aspect of the game because of that. Yeah, that's something that Mm -hmm. none of these developers have been able to solve. What are they going to do with us 30 plus people that don't have the time? Yeah, it's like, no, we got lives. We got other things to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I got a 40-hour work week, one whole wife and two babies. You know, I can't be... You know, when we get on there, it's time to go. <laughs> and yeah. imagine that with six other people is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like one of my favorite classes. And so, um, in Warframe, there are over forty different frames. And well, frames are like the different characters you choose and their that's different so abilities. Crazy. So, yeah, really. <clears throat> that's how they make money. Uh, well, Destiny recently went free to play, but Warframe is completely free to play. That's why it's such a grind. But uh, one of the things they do to keep making money is like, hey, we got to release new characters, so they got to keep buying. And so it's this one character where it's a berserker character. When you pop its ult, its health starts draining, but it's like Wolverine is like, oh, my ult's going off. I am like much more powerful now. And it's like, uh, you're just going on a range. You're going to slash it. It's incredibly fun to do. And so, like, I wish... Um, I kind of hate how Destiny set the template for these games. Well, not Destiny. Borderlands set the templates in which you got your set characters. I wish they would like keep expanding, adding more classes, but I imagine mm-hmm. that's a nightmare to balance. And so Warframe is the one that provides like, yo, these are a plethora of characters with a lot of different abilities that you get to experiment with. And if I'm not mistaken, you have to grind each, um, for each of the frames, right? You have to oh, pretty much grind out. to the grind and Warframe in a second. That's like... <laughs> he said that, you hear? Right? It, it, um, grind, like, I was talking to my friend today. If I were to describe in the games, um, Warframe should be nicknamed the grind because mm. it is a grind. Um, the Division 2 is math, the video game. It's like... Yeah. It's the vision, the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I would describe Anthem is the new kid on the block. It's a year away from being a year away from being great. And then uh, Destiny is like the one that's like in a real good spot right now. They clearly see what they know, what they want to do in regards to the beginning, the middle, and the end games. 
And so, um, like, what about builds in this game? The core comeback to the game, the builds, the looting, and everything. Uh, how do we feel about each one of these? So here's the here's the thing, real quick. Um, I've maybe this is maybe just me noticing this, but Anthem and Destiny seem to have a progression that is kind of similar. You know, in Destiny, you have the light system, and the light is basically what it. And the way it's been going is like, hey, the highest level gun you have, you equip all of that, or equipment that you have, you equip all of that, and you, the chances of you getting uh, gear as good or uh, better light is to have the highest gear on you. Anthem is kind of that similar way uh, in that, yes, you could do that, but at the same time, it depends on, hey, if you use this gun a whole, whole lot, the chance of another gun similar to that will drop of a better quality. And that's similar to um, the division as well. It's like you right. have a light level, you got to keep equipping the most recent one in mm. order to get, yeah, that's part of the grind. I hate how that's homogenous with those three because those three are like the biggest name ones. Yeah. Destiny actually moved away from that system. You don't have to have it. Uh, like actively equipped, but it has to be in your inventory for it to register. That is true. Overall, yeah. your whole like light level in the original games and even in the beginning of D two. Wait, 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 you sure? Because I yeah, did, did they, they, well. They say they were going away from that. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they even after this last event, they were like, "Hey, if you just have this in your, um, you just have this on you. Yeah, yeah, then it'll still count." Well, because I recently like. I equipped a low level gun and it dropped my light level like big time. So well, yeah, but I'm saying what well, we're talking about we're talking about just having a high level weapon on you, not necessarily equipped. Right. Okay. So your your overall light level will be affected, but your rewards pool won't be affected by your equipped light level power. It'll be equipped it'll be affected by your some total light level, which will be the highest items that you have in your inventory at time. Okay. Yeah. It's still weird at the end of it, but at the same time, it's a little bit better than what is in. in oh, in, I don't trust D1. it for sure. As soon as I'm about to get some get some rewards, I'm like, let me let me uh tap out this power level that I got equipped because I just Pretty I much. just don't trust that system, right? And the upgrading uh, the upgrading of the weapons they've kind of changed a couple of times, which I've hated. Um, they've gotten it better with this last what's one of the last updates, but the one they had before there, where it is like, oh, you had to have this in. in uh, enhancement thing, but there was barely any way to get it. Like there was a weird way that you had to get it. Now, granted, as a as a battle pass now, and you can go to the dude, and there are ways to get it now. Uh, but it's like okay, they just added this for no reason, and just made it just made people miserable. And so, uh, one of the things I think Destiny really benefits from is a more simplified loot system. Um, there are very few um, armors and they, they added um, armor 2.0 so they give them different stats and so uh, the change up about like um, speed, grenade re um, refresh time alts refresh time so they add a little bit to the mix for that and so there's only three guns and so um, the loot system, the looting and everything in Destiny is pretty simplified you're not getting anything outrageous as compared to something like The Division, where it's like, loot gets pretty complicated with The Division. Oh my gosh, trying mm -hmm. to do a build in The Division and stay <laughs> on point and like going, parsing through all of the gear pieces is ridiculous. 
it's well, just they've added much better options and they're still tweaking but yeah it's it's it's, it's daunting for no reason yeah that is true it's, it's, so, it's daunting for no reason but while it is daunting like i said earlier it is something that is for nerds if you're sitting there willing to start crunching numbers on like hey this um start balancing like in the like items and abilities how about outstanding crazy uh talents and things like that so it's like um they have one that like the more armor you have depleted the stronger your gun gets and or like you trigger headshots so the next ability you have is now 50 percent stronger or it increases your explosion damage the possibility for making a character in the division is gets ridiculous and it can get pretty fun and addictive and um blur did you play when they had the targeted loot system no, I haven't. And in and, and, and in all honesty, I stopped playing the game because of that. Like they did the patch that like I was running a badger, uh I think it's called Vapor Wasp build, the SMG build that <laughs> walked like a super fine line between crit and damage taken increased. And then they, they patched the game and broke it. And I was like I was telling my friends, like, yo, I enjoy playing this, but I don't want to have to focus on gear anymore. It made the game less enjoyable. Like, it's I couldn't... And that's one of the things that happens with, like, um, a newer game. It's still going through that um, balance and... Uh, that balancing cycle like okay we want to uh, we know what we want it to be and some things will be imbalanced and everything like that and not every game has ice frog balancing their game so and, and so uh Roddy, did you get to the oh well not the anthem zen game i did yes i got to the end of the story and um so basically it's it's like, hey, you get to this point of the story, and then you got a cutscene that's like, oh, but there's this other thing that's out there that's, you know, <laughs> that's uh, just kind of been waiting in the wings in the, in the cut, and now it's kind of out there. So you got more contracts. Go, just go out in the world and do your thing some more, okay. you know. And you just like you're basically doing that. Now, the granted, they do have like there's a, right now there's a um there there's a, they had um like a Halloweenish type event going on and now they, oh, have, they have a, a winter event going on right now they have it's a winter event going on right now exactly so there's stuff like that in addition to uh you know the 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 contracts and stuff that you're just going to go on just grind just kind of grind your way up to whatever like there's no real like there is an end game but you're just basically running in circles doing contracts doing for doing legendary contracts yeah exactly right you know because there is there is a raid type of situation kind of there, there. Not to the extent of, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, well, Wasn't it supposed to be cataclysmic, cataclysmic, cataclysmic events though? Weren't they supposed to be one too? I believe so, but I haven't. I'm not sure about those ones. Like definitely, strongholds would be like, hey, you can, you know, you gear out, run those these jokers, and those cataclysmic events are will show up or something like that. Do uh, I have not run any? Did they add any sort of mechanics to it? Like, okay, we got to start. Um, to depower this enemy we have to like go out and deposit moats or anything like that no um like i've i've i haven't run a stronghold in a good minute you're basically like running a dungeon Uh yeah so running a stronghold is basically like running through a dungeon uh or doing a strike in destiny if you're if if that would probably be a a closer uh, comparison to that but you know the 
you know, the enemy is a little stronger then you get some loot out of it, but there's no, there are now, wait, actually there is kind of a, a moat type thing where you have to run. A, yeah, because it's like you got to like a shield you got to knock down and exactly. And there's these little yeah. moats you got to go run from one place to the other, and then and then that'll get you past a section. That's cool. So and yes, so, there is something like that. All right, and so then I want to talk a bit about um, the grind, uh, known as Warframe, and so it's one of my favorite <laughs> systems in that. Um, you can specifically target what you want so if you say hey that gun blade looks badass let me try to earn that the thing is uh you have to go to the missions that will drop those um ingredients to get that so you have to get like um like for unlocking warframes you have to unlock the head you have to unlock the torso you have to unlock the like different pieces and so you go to go defeat those bosses and then throw them in the machine and in 24 real world hours boom it spits out your new warframe and so yeah and again because it is a completely free-to-play game Mm -hmm. um it can't be like destiny where you just can run 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 and get new gear new gear new gear no it has to like it has to balance it somehow and so but it really works in that again it's like you see what you want it's not like oh i'm dependent on rng to give me this um like uh what's this this new uh grease or give me this new gun it's like hey i specifically want these new kunais that are pretty badass or this new bow that's like um it's like specifically allows you to target and then because it's not random generated every bow is the same well not every bow there are different types of bows in the game but you what separates the bow is that you customize the bow like you can put different quote-unquote mods on it or would it be like runes and something like path of exile or something but basically you put the modifiers on it so if you want to like get your dual smgs you stack those with crit or say for instance you want to like upload those with extra damage just like instead of trying to pray for a god roll on an item you customize that item so you're playing with that item you're upgrading and you're getting the item specifically how you want that item it's really good in that way it's like your character is really your own it's just that it is a grind me out here playing warframe talking about i can i can set my own boost <laughs> that's about to drop and so it, it allows you to do that but it's like yo you gotta run that mission and like to get X amount of source to be able to build this. Say, for instance, you got to get like a hundred meteorite resources. Like this mission only will drop you twenty five. Then so right, you so you're basically doing time. multiple strikes. Right, and so it's fun, but it allows you to target specifically. And then um, recently they introduced something like called the prime items. So it's like you have your regular warframe right he looks cool but you want the prime version it's like yo he's all sleek and sexy he has like a trail so as you're running and sliding he has like that um strider like trail to him it's like yo let me get that badass looking like mech and like his abilities come with like special power so instead of just regular ice beam his ice beam now has like a little frost twirl around it and shit it's like so let me ask you about that because I know Twitch Prime kind of gave gave uh, uh, folks a prime warframe was there any hubbub about that I mean well they do that all the time and so I know that's true but but I know there are people who be like, well, why you give these people and we gotta grind it? Oh yeah, we gotta grind it out. Mm-hmm. Well, see that. Well, that's part of it. Is like 
everyone's like, yes, I like I don't have to pay twenty dollars for it because the prices on that game get a little bit different because again, it's completely free to play. But um, it's um, it not only is the grind applied to frames or classes or weapons, it's also applied to pets. Which I don't know why any of the games <laughs> don't let you get pets. Like, yo, let me get like a dog. Like in a division, there's What's animals the running of the around. Pets in it? What'd you say? What's the purpose of the pets in the game? The pets like go attack, or it's like so. It's basically will... Diablo. That there's the there goes the another part of Diablo part. Yep, it's like, <laughs> but that's a grind. It's like, hey, I gotta breed this dog. In order to breed, I need an egg, and then I need like the serum. Wow. It's like... So now it's Pokemon. What the hell? Yeah, it's only a few animals that you can recruit. And then, and say, for instance, like when I say they build on top of the game, so it's system on system on system. And so it's like there's guns, there's running, the sliding, the normal shooting. And then they like, hey, we're in space. Let's allow you to go out in space and fly around like you're a damn Gundam or something. And like, then you got to build All right, because they did win. add... Right, they did add the space battles. Like, um, well, uh, Old Republic has kind of an on rails situation. I haven't seen Warframes yet, but I heard I've heard they did add space battles to it. Oh, I was getting to that. It is coming. It's like, are you any of you familiar with this game FTL Faster Than Light? Yes. No. I'm... Okay, I'll tell you about this later, Blair. But basically, they're copying that, and basically, it's ship battles that allow you to go out and fight in space and come back. Wait, in. It's turn based. No, no, no! It's not turn-based. Oh, it's real okay. time. It's I'm about to say, if their missiles hit your ship, you could, someone has to go and repair those ships. They're sending like right. people in the invader ship, wow. and like everyone on your team has a different role within the ship. Right. And so, oh, so FDL is dope. If you haven't played it, it's pretty great. It's a great well, game. I told a story about it on the last podcast. But anyway, um, <laughs> so they build out the systems. Like, do you actually work like? As Roddy said earlier, they really introduced an open world. Previously, it was all corridors, but they have, um, started with this huge map. And they have like a, what is that? Um, what is the Japanese term for a huge monster? Kaiju. 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 Yeah. yeah, and so they have like a huge kaiju that you can fight on the map. It's one of the more fun fights mm-hmm. in the game, and it's like, yo, it's running around trying to kill you. It's overpowered, and it just will totally mop anyone that's... But it's a fun game, but all of the different systems, it's a grind. You're going to put in time to unlock that new space suit or that new flying suit that allows you to fly around the map, and so it's cool, and it allows you to do what exactly you want to do, but it's a grind. But you also get news like, hey, if I would just want to go into this world and fish for hours at a time, you can do that. And Grant, as a person who likes fishing mini games, in I'm, Warframe, you can. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> like you can get like just like like uh, if you go out and say Monster Hunter, and you go just free roam, and you're just going out and doing whatever, you know, in right. in, in the free roam, it's pretty much right. like that. And, like you can go um, fishing, or you just go hunt stuff, you know, just go kill stuff, r- randomly and get stuff, mats for it. That kind and, of stuff. Like going fishing and all that. Guess what? That gives you resources because um, in order to get um, one of those flying packs for that mm-hmm. planet, yeah, you fish to get the resource in order to build something else. It's all stacked on top of it. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But let's yeah. go back real, real quick because you, you, you mentioned right. bows earlier. Um, let's talk about Destiny real quick. And they just added bows with uh, Forsaken, which was the last expansion before they went free to play and before Shadowkeep, which is the current one. That, that kind of bummed me out because... You had to buy Forsaken in order to get bows, 
one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you didn't have Forsaken and, and Cap knows it because I think because uh, you was in this it was in that position, um, you know, for a second before you got it. Um, but I know somebody who um during get there was a legendary bow that you had to get and he had a forsaken but he and he had the bow because you get a bow like two missions in uh, of, yeah two missions yeah two missions into forsaken but he had gotten rid of his bow for some or something happened to his bow uh and he didn't have it anymore but you need it for the to get the legendary or you need a bow to get the legendary to, to do the legendary bow quest well he didn't have it and they weren't really dropping for him so mm-hmm. yeah, so he was just doing, and we were trying to do, do doing stuff, and, and there's no there's no round room. It's just random. It's like it's, it's either gonna happen if it's not, and that's kind of the, the bad thing about um, Destiny in a sense because like like say you want a sidearm, you don't know what you're gonna get, but you know you're gonna get something. That's true. <laughs> you are that the is mercy true. Of RNG Jesus, exactly. Oh, like gosh, okay, yeah. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for the Scott rifle. Nope. You <laughs> and, might. And get, Destiny you was might at a point. You. Destiny used to be at a point where uh, your weapons would dictate whether or not you could go do certain activities, especially when you start talking point. about raiding. Right. Um, uh, do Do you guys remember the the very first exotic that Zer sold in Destiny One, which was um, the Galahorn? Yes, wow. and that you was the big it? joint. That was the big joint from um, from was, PvP. Yo, if you did not eat PvP PVE, it it didn't matter. If you didn't have a Galahorn. They would not let you into certain fights, even if you were right. because they were like, "Yo, you're you don't have the DPS to do this. You right. can't roll with us. It's not you, you're not coming." You yeah, know? it was it was that serious for a while. Yeah, but yeah, but but the bow situation was like, okay, you, again, you don't know what you're gonna get. You know, like luckily, you know you're gonna get one in the second mission, but because like, he was past that point. And your roles are so random, you don't know when you're gonna get something. Which I felt kind of bad because by that time, even before I did that second mission, I ended up getting like two, three bows. I felt bad for me. Like I felt bad for me. training in Destiny. No. So what? Yo, that's weird. Oh, I guess I've been playing the mother games too much, and I'm like, yo, I just immediately assumed there was trading. No. no, there's no trading in Destiny at all, which was another complaint that people had early on. But you get why because like it's a looter shooter, so you know you're gonna come across stuff. Like, but even, well, I say that, but in Borderlands, Division you can trade. It. Yeah, Borderlands, you have it. Division, you have it. Yeah, they need to go ahead and. But then again, I understand they balance it a certain way, and they want you to get out there and try to get the stuff. Right. Well. I don't think trading is necessarily necessary. It's not as ne- necessary in uh, Destiny in comparison to those other two games because those other two games have large loot pools. Right. Um, so it would make more sense to have trading in that. But in Destiny, I-, I think it would shorten the lifespan of the game, especially with them moving to a a seasonal based three month period. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just kill the content. At least yeah. that's my perspective on it. You know. No, I can I can totally see that. Um... Okay, and so um, and so we're gonna talk about the game strengths and identity. And so um, so we're gonna start with um, Destiny. Who is this game for? What are the strengths of the game? And what do you think is the identity of the game? Uh, um. Okay, I got it. Right. So division. And and this is my comparison between Division and Destiny, 
right? And a, a minor bit of background about me is I used to play a bunch of Final Fantasy fourteen and a bunch of World of Warcraft. So in those games, especially in WoW, you're about mid-max all day. Mid-max, mm-hmm. mid-max, mid-max. It doesn't matter what you can do. Like, your build needs to be on par. In Destiny, I feel like that is not a thing. It's in not. Division, well, you have to... Like, it's not a thing, but it's a thing. Right. Like, you can play the game and not mid-max, but you are not going to be an effective killing machine if you mid-max. But it's basically builds are us, or builds are, builds are a must. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I think that's the primary difference between Destiny and Division. If you want a, sh- a looter shooter that is a lot more pick-up-and-go, and it feels more fun and not and not rooted in reality, then Destiny is for you. If you want to play something that, you know, you need some spreadsheets, you need a couple, <laughs> you need some trade because you're not going to get these pieces by yourself. <laughs> uh, and it's a cover shooter, which their shooting mechanics are way different than you. Like to me, Division is a slower game. Um, yeah. And, and Destiny is a much faster game. So they, they built those two games that way. So I think right. if you want and something so, a little bit has more I longevity think, play division. Right. And I think that's like they both pay to their strengths. I think uh, one of the strengths of division not division destiny that we didn't talk about much is like the level design. Well, I'm not too. Um, I think it, they could better utilize their level design. I think um, their traversal mechanics, like how one character has like a, a rocket pack, basically, another has like a triple jump, and the levels some can seem sprawling. It's like you're moving like miles and just teleporting and getting rocket across the arena. And mm-hmm. so um, that benefits the shooting because it's up in air, it's around, it takes place in like a large area. And so. Um, the game very much plays to its strengths and um and like um as you were saying for the D- division two, as I said, it is math the video game. Um I think they um they utilize the map very well. Um with the enemies like um like oh we didn't get to talk about this much. I think like the level themes are brilliant in the division two. They have like a map set in like a museum and it's like you I go do into like that. you go into like an auto not what is it called? Observatory. And so they have like the solar system like um hologrammed onto like the ceiling and so it's like a hole and like by it's like crazy visuals in a lot of the different areas. I think the division very much plays with um because it is a cover shooter, I think it does expert use of the cover and using that to maneuver. And so it very much plays into that. And now with the targeted loot system, I think it really plays into like, okay, I'm calculating. I need to go get me a new SMG. I need to go do this mission. That's where the SMGs are right now. And I want to get me a new P90. And so it very much plays to its strengths. I think those two, well, the other games... I think those two very much know what they want to do and they are very much playing to the strengths of those. And so what about Borderlands? What would be the strengths so, and identity of that game? So I would go back to what Blurred said about if you want to kind of a, a pick up and go get your friends together, just go out, shoot, grab loot type of situation going on, Borderlands is your game because it is just 
fun. You're just out there just shooting stuff. Like, yeah, there's a story. Yeah, you can kind of go pretty much anywhere, but, you know, you pick up missions, do whatever, but you're just basically going out there, have fun, shooting all different kinds. Of, and they have, what we didn't get to actually talk about was the different types of guns that you get uh, during the loot play, which it's it's kind of like a Diablo type thing, which is mm-hmm. it could be um, this gun that shoots three bullets at a time, but when you <laughs> throw it away, it's a it's a grenade. Or, or, yeah. or I remember this one gun from Borderlands Two was like, hey, you shoot it and it and it grows bullets back or something like that per hit Yo. or something. <laughs> Stuff like that. So you get all kind of crazy combinations. There are millions and millions of combinations of guns uh, that you could get, and there is trading. So you know, so some guns, some guns are good, some guns are good. But the thing is, you got options. You got just all kind of crazy varieties that you could just mess around with, and grenades and that kind of stuff. So it's just so very fun. Just shoot, just just shoot and turn off your brain and go through the game and you know have fun with it. Go, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I was about to say something about Destiny 2, but I can't remember what it was uh, on that front. Like Destiny, well, I should say Destiny 2 is pretty much for people like if you like bungee shooters, that is a game for you. Or if you like Destiny, if you like um, bungee shooters and you want it in a more MMO-ish type setting, Destiny is probably for you. Right. And so um, what about um, Anthem? What would you say are its strengths and its identity? If you like to run around like you're Iron Man, that's the joint for you. That that's it right there. That's the whole game's <laughs> idea. He said it perfect. That's it. So that's, yeah. If you want to be Iron Man? There you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with different different armors, and you and you and you got your 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 crew with you. There you go. You just be like Iron Legion. <laughs> and so uh, I'll wrap up this part with Warframe. I think Warframe's identity is very much um, ninjas in space. I, it very much knows what it wants to do, and it allows you to execute that it has that grind and we're going to move to the last portion of the podcast I know we've talked a lot and so um, this part of the podcast is like what we would like to see the games do going forward this is more like our opinion of like what we opportunities the game could take and so uh, I'll go ahead and start with like Warframe I, since Destiny is free to play now they need to reduce the grind like yo you're not the only free to play you lose a shooter on the market you need to reduce that and then you also need to like truncate some of the systems so there's very much a synergy between them i would say they need to let they would need to get uh have a system where new players can kind of walk in a little easier than they do and that's one of the things I was going to say like as you truncate yeah. the systems um, go ahead and build a quote unquote new player experience to allow um, that would be much more easier for new players to come in and play the game because um, they have all these cool systems they're adding so much to the game and it's so much to do in the game and it's like okay start simplifying um, make give everything more of a synergy and you can keep the group you can create you can keep some of the grind, but you can't have like, okay, I need to run this mission three times to get all of these pieces. They need to really reduce that. And I think I think um, they can keep doing what they're doing. They very much know what the game is and what it wants to be. And they very much play to the game's strengths. And so what so, about uh, Destiny? What do we think? Opportunities that they can do to take Destiny to another level? Um... Make it cross, make it, make it, uh, make it cross play. Cross play, yes, yes. cross easy. 
easy. Yeah. The cross save thing is dope, right? But I think it has a 90 day lockout. Um, mm, yes. So you can only do it every 90 days, which I didn't know that originally. So when I poured it over from Xbox to PC, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I went to go back to play with my buddies. It was like, nah, dog. We'll see you in 89 days and 56 minutes. Like, wow. <laughs> and um, one of the things um, I wish Destiny would do, I wish they would take some of the in game gameplay change ups and put those down to just like regular Destiny. Because um, my friend who just recently hit um, light level 900, and so now we're starting to do the more advanced strikes and stuff like that. And it was like mind blowing to him. It's like, yo, I didn't even know Destiny was like that. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know when I got to this level. And mm. I really wish they would have pushed that down to the lower levels. I think that would, I think that would help accent the game and give people that aren't at the highest level a reason to see like, oh, I can see where this is going instead of being like a complete change up. Well, weirdly enough, before they went free to pray, play, everything, most of the, a lot of the missions were at lower levels. They just pushed everything up after when they went to print because right. everything after that was like 750 and up. Now, what they need to do is fix Arm Stealer because that joking stupid mission. Arm Stealer is ridiculously hard. Yeah, that is stupid. Like, if, if you're like just like teetering above 900, which I was when I first started that one. Like it's ridiculous, still ridiculously hard, and they 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 say that's on purpose. Long. And it is definitely well. It's not actually. It's not that long because you can kind of circumvent some stuff. But it's getting to that last dude. It was once you get to the boss, that's when it gets ultra ridiculous. <laughs> Everything up in there. Unlimited spawn waves. Yeah, it's like okay, and then everybody everybody's ramped up. Um, you know. And you got the jokers with the with the machetes that coming after you when one hits you. I'm like, and they st- shoot the dogs out at you, and then that joker just goes flies off into the distance. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's so stupid. Now I understand there's a way to burn them, to burn them down if you got the the people with the light for it, but it's like this just yeah. you know, y'all need to scale that joker a little bit better. Uh, what about Borderlands? What do we think are some opportunities for Borderlands taking use to the, um, take it to the next level? You know, that's a good question because like like there's a specific set of people who were who was clamoring for b- more Borderlands. M- me could say one of them. I'm not sure what you can do to that one because either you're going to like Borderlands or you don't. For me, do you think they need to oh, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say for me, I need a more I need a more defined end game. Um, yeah, that's fair. I to, yeah. I need to know what I'm working towards. I need to know where to go at in the game to experience end game. And some would some would argue there's not much after there there is things after that, but not much that would you would need to kind of work towards, as you said. So yeah, it could stand for a more cohesive cohesive uh, end game outside of these events they're doing right like right now. And I was gonna ask like, uh, um, is the game set up to have some sort of end game, or is it set up to run like okay, run through the story, and we may have some things for for you that you can do after that? Well, they definitely. no, they definitely do because they they have the, it's like they usually support with a good bit of DC, DLC throughout the year past the, when it comes out. So there will be more DLC, and they, they are doing like events. And the way they have it set up now is like, well, you're going to different planets. They could easily be like, hey, here's some DLC on this planet we just found. True. So they can definitely do stuff like that going going forward. Hmm. So, more of that um... stuff. The division, uh, Blur. What do you think the division could do to um, get back going and hit that next level? Uh, 
I, I, that's that's tough. I, you know what? That whole, you know, we had this conversation prior to the podcast fixing the UI system and the loop in the game, uh, kind of simplifying it. I think that'll make the game more enticing. People that don't uh, enjoy that, myself included, uh, and I, I need matchmaking. Like, yeah, with that rate. I, I, I need matchmaking with the rate. And my, my other thing is, if you're going to make me run the same mission, but make it invaded and just add new enemies into it, but the mission flow is the same, I don't like that. At least instead well, of me going left, send your boy right. Well, you I know, think just, it does change it up enough. I think they should um, go further with that because basically in the division like there are four different factions and so normally when you run a map one faction is set to that and so when they do what is it the invaded missions they take the black tusk that's their big bad they run around with the electronic dogs and the drones and everything like that so when they invade the mission it changes it up and so um they have their units there now and so i agree what they can do is um instead of having the same firefights is not the same firefights but same rooms they can change it up well as you said can go left but change it up so it's like utilize different portions of the map because like i said earlier their use of like the environment because it is a cover shooter so that intimate nature of being stuck to the wall or using this portion to your advantage is very real in that game they can start doing different things like that and so I would also say instead of just having the black tusks invade, have like okay now the hyenas are here, now the patriots are here because each unit type has like their own different like melee unit or their close range unit, and so I think further remixing the levels can really add much more variety to it. And so, uh, the, the, the dark zone still a thing? The, yeah, the dark yeah. zone. We didn't oh, yeah. touch much dark on the dark zone. Every- but um, this is something that the Division One did and Destiny Two did. Um, not, well, not the, basically. Why did they abandon all of their old content? I'm like, you don't really have to get rid of New York. That could just be another area you can go to. You can keep that exact same area. Um, right. The engine. I suspect they're probably gonna do. There's probably gonna be some DLC that's gonna. In fact, I think it might be coming. Where they they might revisit some of that stuff. Because it's like. And they are bringing some things like they're bringing the um, survival mode. They're bringing the I forget the name of the mode, but those things really work. They help flesh out the division world. They help give the world more character. And so they really need to do something like that. And also one of the things about the division, it's set like in a large map like the Destiny, which is like has different worlds you go to. The division is set on one large map. I think mm-hmm. they could help improve that by having like, here's a settlement over here. People set up and like, they can do something with the settlements that get you more involved with the world and help build out the character there. I think that could help, not just do more destiny type stuff, but more things that like, hey, um, this is the story, the lore, the setting of the world is more based on survival. It's post up post-apocalyptic people are out scavenging supplies and so focus more on that and to develop more play styles more mechanics and more things like that to help elevate and keep its identity instead of being third person destiny and so then that brings us to anthem (laughs) 
They just need to fix their whole in-game progression just... Well, yeah, and they might, and as much as I hate to say it, they may need to also take a, a slight bit of a break. I, I personally enjoy the game a lot, but they also, so Anthem kind of came while they were still kind of going under the flag of uh, Mass Effect 4 and, you know, the, the hubbub around that. And I think the most flack it got was basically coming out of that. Not that Anthem's not a good game, because it is. Uh, but at the same time, all of the flack that it was getting wasn't helping it in any and but at the same time the criticism some of the criticisms surrounded that game were justified yeah it's a lot of um it's a lot of kind of people who have it out against bioware and ea ever since mass effect two i'm mean, not two three three they, mm-hmm. ever since three is like that ending people has, still has people mad mm-hmm. i think yeah I, I hate that when a company like wholeheartedly tries to put out a and it just gets dragged through like, right, and it's not the developer's fault. It's it's higher up division, the, the higher up decisions that are causing some of that. But people don't really recognize that, or people don't understand that part, or they do, and they just take it to a, a length. But that's a whole another podcast. A that's whole a whole another conversation. Yeah. And so, but I'm trying to think of what this not Destiny. I'm sorry, Anthem could do Anthem. because they are they're hamstrung by frostbite. They're basically bringing all of the pieces ad hoc they have to add it on add it on add it on and it's not like all of these other games basically have a set that they're already working with that they're just iterating and so they have to build and so that's why the map is kind of um disjointed like it's one solid map but sometimes you hit an area and you have to load it's kind of really weird that way kind of hitches up a little yeah Um, you know as much as i hate to say this if they went free to play and kind of fleshed out uh, some of that stuff in more of a, in a little bit more of an MMO um, setting. That's one of the things I was going to say. Yeah. Focus. A game that was really great that I don't know why no one really should experience from, Guild Wars 2. Did you play the Roddy? Oh, I did. I played man. a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. There, was some, it, there was some issues with them and some behind-the-scenes stuff behind that after that, but that, that oh, said, the game was, itself was great. What I'm saying, like, I'm not saying copy a lot of things from that, but right, there are right, a lot right. of things that that game did very well that they can oh, yeah, totally. much be inspired by. And so, and this is something because there are future looter type games that are on the horizon that is going to get very tough for them. I think by focusing on the Trinity, and in MMO terms, the Trinity is basically narrowing down the classes, your tank, your DPS, and the support. Mm-hmm. And while Anthem has that, I just want to say, really focus that home. Like, um, allow the player to customize the character to where it's like, yo, I can really get out there and tank. Because the other games are more focused on, like, shooting or you you can play a role, but you're not really playing, like, no other game has a tank or no other game has, like, a dedicated support. And so I say they can lean into that. Yeah, put an interceptor interceptor on your shoulders and, and go for it. Yeah, or like, <laughs> say for instance, they got the, um, what is that, the Titan? Or what is it called? The Colossus? The Colossus, yeah, yeah that's the tank. Basically, yeah. if they want to turn him into a, like a tank where, like, because he has a taunt now, but basically give him more abilities to where you can aggro the enemies where you're drawing the fire. If they can, like, make it black, give him more specialized play, give, like, give him melee weapons. Like, 
Oh, I'm I'm trying to think of things they could do without completely revamping Frostbite. Um, I, but I personally, ahead. they need to, like you're saying, lean into it and and invoke deal. DP. Yo, my computer's cutting out. A, I didn't hear anything you said. I said no, nah, no. Nah, I definitely agree. I think they need to lean into it and wholeheartedly into the Trinity and come out with a, a defined support class that does healing and flush yeah. it all the way out. Give In you like, that would give you what three DPS, one tank, and a healer. Oh, as man. we know from Overwatch, healers don't get much respect. But yes, um, and I was gonna say like Overwatch is a perfect example of how you can dedicate select roles and people can play those and find fun in those and um like i think it could be done and not mm-hmm. something that's like you're completely reinvamping like it's going to take them basically two years to do i think um it could be done within like a year's time frame and as roddy said like introduce more mmo elements like all of these games it's so frustrating it's like let me talk to somebody but it's um well no i can i can do without talking to somebody just let me match make a little bit better like not only matchmaking, but like in the MMO when you go into town, it's like oh you're seeing everyone, or it's like yes, yeah they they, they definitely Heroes, done something they used on to that. have like contests and stuff like who has the coolest costume, and it's like different things that reward being in the world and those social elements. I think if they can try a little bit more of those. And let um, people run through town. There's nobody there. There's nobody else there. Like, granted, they do have an area to where, you know, they have the forge, uh, not the forge, um, I can't remember the name of the other place, but the other area where there are other players running around that you could do some kind of the in-town stuff in, but it's basically like one big room. You know, they do have that, but how do not know how many people actually go in there unless you're actually grouping up already. So right. they, they do have it, but it's not really that, that much in there, you know, there's not much flavor in there outside of, hey, you can go over here, do this thing, go over there, you know, you can go to your bank right. and do all this other stuff. Right. Right. And so I think, I think there's real opportunity with them. Um, they have the team that worked on the Knights of the, not Knights of the Republic. They have the team in Austin that did the old Republic and so old they Republic, turned it yeah. around. And so hopefully they can turn this around because as we said before, it is incredibly fun to play. And so, um, guys, I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, any part of the chat before we get out of here? Put some respect on old public name. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nice. This has been an incredible episode of What's the Fun in That? I hope you had as much fun listening as we had recording. All right, people, it's been fun. the ghastly eerie i can see to the ends of the world and from this vantage point i declare with utter certainty that this one is in the bag want to support the show want a specific topic comic show or movie discuss Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.